My name is Matt Brown. Kelsey looks way off his game, and this has nothing to do with Taylor Swift, so uh, let's not start with that mindless chatter, okay? And let's start the show. What's happening, everybody? The world is a better place because you are here to join us. My name is Matt Brown, and I am the host of the Productive Conversations podcast. Can you believe this? It is Thursday, December 28th, 2023. This is episode 299. We are about to go over week 16 in the NFL season, and we got a special show for you beyond that. But before we get into our NFL coverage for this week, and before we have a lot of fun in store, I just want to remind you, to like and subscribe to the Productive Conversations podcast on all podcasts and platforms and YouTube. And don't forget to check out exclusive content regarding this show across all social media platforms. We're on Instagram at Productive Conversations Podcast. We're on Twitter at Proud Convo Pod. We're on TikTok at Productive Conversations. X and Twitter at Proud Convo Pod, by the way. And we're on TikTok at Productive Conversations. So, yes, it is just me today on episode 299. Tomorrow, our Friday show, we have our 300th episode, and it fittingly will be the final show of 2023, and we are bringing back the Timeline episode. We're bringing back the Timeline podcast, where we're going through all the major events across sports, news, entertainment, and culture in the year 2023. It'll be a special show because Ryan returns after his hiatus with what he was going through, and Jose will be making his return. And then we are about to celebrate the 300th episode by reflecting on the new year and having a lot of fun with that. But that is all for tomorrow. Today's show is all about week 16 in the NFL. And it's just me today. And uh, we are releasing this on Thursday instead of our usual Wednesday with all the holiday hullabaloo, if you will. But we're back. We're ready to go. And I got some things to say about some certain games and the deeper meanings behind them. Plus, the playoffs are a couple weeks away. And yeah, this season flew by. The season was a lot of fun to cover. The season was definitely interesting. And um, before we have our penumptument pernup per what's it penumptuent the second to last NFL show and then the uh, the second to last regular season show and then after that we go into wild card preview from there so um yeah this is our second to last regular season show and then you know no need to cover the final week of the season but this is a big one this is a very big week and um We'll talk about why it's such a big week with the games that are about to unfold right here, right now. So why don't we first get into the 49ers and Ravens game. The spread at some places where it was minus five and a half for San Francisco, some as far as minus six and a half. And what happens? The Baltimore Ravens on the road showed why they are your Super Bowl favorites at this moment, at this time. An incredible game on defense with four interceptions against Brock Purdy and where he literally throws away his MVP chances. Lamar Jackson plays a hell of a game with 252 yards on 252 yards, 23 through 35, throws a couple of touchdowns. And though the 49ers made somewhat of a fight, 
pretty interesting things. You know, McCaffrey played well and George Kittle had a heck of a game, but the Ravens scored 33 points on a very impressive 49ers defense. And here we are. Let's say what you will. Brock Purdy, no longer your MVP favorite. It looks like it's going to be Christian McCaffrey at this point, despite Brock Purdy having the worst games of his season. Christian McCaffrey still stayed consistent and gets another touchdown. And as for the Ravens, a team that had plenty of questions, you know, underrated at times, but now everything's working on that defense with a strong and powerful pass rush. The secondary is lethal. We have obviously the offense with the after losing the running back and J.K. Dobbins earlier in the year, the running back by committee led by Gus Johnson is um pretty fun to watch. And then Lamar Jackson staying cool, calm, and collective, staying in the pocket more with his rookie star and Zay Flowers. Um, Little looks like a solid tight end who's coming in here. And Odell Beckham Jr. So it's in promise too. Uh, the Ravens are a fun team. They're interesting. And you might see Lamar Jackson, assuming he doesn't bring bad that bad playoff juju, making somewhat of a deep run. They're the number one seed right now. I don't see why they don't make a push. And also beating the the 49ers, who are arguably a Super Bowl favorites. And even after this game, I still think they're a Super Bowl favorite. And they go beat them on the road on Christmas in front of 30 million people on television. Um, I think this shows that the Ravens might be very interesting from here on out and get ready to see what they do. I am excited to see what Lamar Jackson has in store and they just have to win these next two day- games to confirm and lock that first round, get that by who knows, maybe even Mark Andrews comes back for the divisional round. If they able to, um, make this work. But again, their tight end right now is doing a fine job, but I think the Ravens are going to be good and we will see what happens. And for the 49ers, though, arguably an embarrassing loss, though, though have had some tough losses throughout this year. I still think there's a good chance. You will see them in the Super Bowl. I still think they're the NFC favorite again, though it was bad throughout I, I think this is a more of a fluke game for San Francisco, and they are going to be just fine. And then why don't we continue the theme of these Christmas games, and why don't we talk about the Raiders and the Chiefs, where clearly Patrick Mahomes is uh, losing his mind. You see him screaming at his offensive line on on the sideline. You, you see Patrick Mahomes screaming at his line on the sidelines. You see him throwing a lot of emotion. Kelsey isn't making the plays he's supposed to. All the receivers are having a hard time catching the ball. Maybe they really are missing Eric Bieniemy and Mac Nagy. Is it um, giving Chiefs fans confidence? And on Christmas Day, you know, early one o'clock start, they lose to the Las Vegas Raiders, where Antonio Pierce clearly has proven that he should be your that he should be that the Raiders should be your um it is Antonio Pierce has proven that he should be the interim head coach from here on out. This team wants to play for him. This team clearly is putting up points. This team is not afraid to make noise no matter who their opponent is. And look what they did. Against the suit rating Super Bowl champions on the road, again in front of a large crowd in tele- on television and in Arrowhead Stadium on Christmas, and the Raiders stepped up. And um, 
Shouts to them getting two defensive touchdowns. Ada Ricardo saying pretty consistent. And he's, you know, he's fine. I know this particular game, he only threw 62 yards and um, pretty much didn't do anything after the first quarter, but he's at least keeping them in there and staying competent and going to be okay. Um, the Chiefs, it's been a recurring theme all season long. They have a terrible issue with their receivers and for the first time in the Patrick Mahomes era, you're going to see them in the wild card round. I believe, yeah, this is going to be the first time you'll see them in the wild card round. This will be the first time Patrick Mahomes has to do a road playoff game. And look what's happening, everybody. The Chiefs are being humanized this season. And if even though we've seen plenty of signs of that, and don't blame Taylor Swift, it's not her fault. It's just this offense isn't clicking Luckily, they have a defense to make up for it, but the defense can only score so many points. Chiefs have some major issues. They're going to have to play hard these next two games. Again, um, if they want to secure at least a third seed and get at least a home wild card game, you win out. Um, but if you lose these next two games, it's going to be interesting to see if Patrick Mahomes really is not is in his road uniform in a playoff game. And shouts to the Raiders again. Very, very good win. Very fun to watch. Antonio Pierce is your long-term head coach, in my opinion. He should get an extension, no doubt. And then we are going to go from there, everybody. Uh, too bad for the Chiefs, but we don't feel bad, do we? <laughs> They've had enough of their winning. They've had enough good times. And um, Nate, this is the first humble year in the Patrick Mahomes era. And we'll see if they make it up and get some much-needed help in the offseason. All right, all right, all right, all right. So why don't we finish it off with our final Christmas game in the New York Giants playing the Philadelphia Eagles. And this was a battle. The Eagles did win 33-25. to um, This was... This was the game where we saw the Tommy DeVito era come to an end. Was it performing in the first half? Had a bad game against the Saints the week before. And you know what? It was time for him to go back to the bench, unfortunately. This doesn't mean it was a failure for him. This doesn't mean we take away the credit that he deserved for keeping the Giants season afloat, even in pure disaster. But... Ultimately, this is what had to happen. And yeah, <laughs> the right move was made in putting Tyrod Taylor in the second half. And the Giants really made a fight for it, made it on defense, crucial pick sixes, getting turnovers. Um, Tyrod Taylor go down the field. Giants no doubt made mistakes throughout the game as well, and the Eagles definitely were sweating, but ultimately Philly got the victory. And I just think this game shows more that the Eagles aren't all what they are cracked up to be. Jalen Hurts keeps throwing crucial interceptions, as I just mentioned with the turnovers. Um, A.J. Brown hasn't been anything special lately. Devontae Smith has picked up some slack, but the Eagles are beatable. They're vulnerable. And this is going to be a tough battle where the Lions, 49ers, and Cowboys all have made a strong push. And they're going to have to go through what are the, all three, if 
one, at least one, if not all three of those teams. So we're going to ultimately see where this pans out. But the Eagles are showing that they're vulnerable after almost losing to the Giants. And I wanted that so bad, but it is what it is. Tommy DeVito goes to the bench. We could talk in this offseason if he deserves to get at least another season in a backup role. Uh, We'll cross that bridge when we get there. That's all I have to say to that. But very good game. And you know who I wanted to win, but it wasn't meant to be. But the Eagles clearly are vulnerable. They play Arizona next week and then back against the Giants on week 17. Sorry, week 18. I wouldn't be surprised if the Giants made a push again against the Eagles. So let's move on, everybody. Let's talk about the Jets and the Commanders, where the Jets were up 20. They were up 20 to nothing at the half. You see Jacoby Brissett leading the storm and almost getting a push for for a victor, a comeback behind victory. They did take the lead in the fourth. And at one point, it was 28 to 27 with just three minutes left. But um, luckily, um, but ultimately, Trevor Sivia keeps him in there. And um, they go down into field goal rage. Greg Zerline makes the game-winning field goal, and they almost ruin Christmas for the Jets fans. And not much to say with the Commanders here. Um, they did bench Sam Howell, which is an interesting move. I thought maybe um, he would at least get enough to finish out the season, but it seems like they're going to have a battle in Washington for the quarterback position next year. Whether they are going to draft a quarterback, whether they go for a veteran, uh, we'll talk late a little bit on the Russell Wilson um, story, but we'll ultimately see what happens there. The Jets are the Jets. They win on their home finale, but um, this, this disastrous season and truly as disastrous as it comes in terms of where they were with their expectations, they're ready for their season to end and to say goodbye. But can you just imagine if the Jets lost that game on Christmas? I'm in a group chat, the Chubba Army, you know, talking sports all day and blah, blah, blah. And I almost wanted this loss to happen, make fun of my friends who left the game and um, just troll Jeff Fitz for that because that would have been as bad as it gets to remember this Christmas disaster, disaster. But they did win. That's all that matters. And um, the Jets um, at least keep their head up high for a little bit going into the final two weeks of the year. But then we have another game on Christmas Eve that was a lot of fun. The Dolphins and the Cowboys, a true battle where a true battle throughout and this game looked like it was going either way. And the Dolphins defense looked a little underwhelmed at points. And Dak Prescott tried to prove that he's legit. But um, ultimately, the Dolphins make a push at the end. Um, they get into field goal rate. They get into very deep field goal rate. But ultimately, Jason Sanders with the 29-yard field goal seals it for the Dolphins with a walk-off win, secure a playoff spot, and um, shouts to what Mike McDaniels has been able to do with this team. Um, after an embarrassing loss on Monday night against Tennessee, they destroy the Jets. They beat America's team on Christmas Eve. And there's a lot of momentum coming in with the Dolphins from here on out. Again, um, their defense has looked much better, and their offense seems fine. You know, again, now with Jalen Waddell um, banged up, 
there could be some concerns there. Tyreek Hill comes it back, plays better, but as long as the injury bug doesn't prevent the, as long as the injury bug doesn't lure the Dolphins too much, I do think they'll make a run into it. I think they do have to play hard these next two games, especially with the playoff picture so close. You know, why not try to get to that one seed? But um, no one's looking like they're running away with anything at this moment. And I think as long as the Dolphins are healthy, that speedy offense will be a force to be reckoned with. And as for Dallas, I still would say, um, and this the the thing with these two teams, they weren't able to beat teams over five hundred. That still seems to be the case for Dallas, with the exception of beating Philly, of course, the week prior. Um, but then a bad loss to Buffalo and uh, have a struggle against another AFC team. Uh, I think the Dallas Cowboys really need to make the most of these next two weeks to show there there is something there, and I do think there is. Our secondary is probably the best, one of the best in the league. Um, CD Lamb is probably your best receiver right now in the NFL. Brandy Cooks has made a late push on showing why he's one of the best receivers. Um, is one of the what should I say most entertaining receivers of his era, and he's been playing very well in the last few weeks. I I will say Dallas is someone to watch out for, but um. They're really only their best when they play at home on the road. It's been a completely different story. And we see it right here with a difficult loss against Miami at Miami. So so Dallas needs to do whatever they can to get as many home games in the playoffs as possible. But as long as you get them on the road, they clearly are beatable. So watch out for the Dallas Cowboys on the at home. That is. So let's move on, folks. But the Dolphins, I'm very excited to see the Dolphins make a push. Very, very excited again. But it's all about the health of the team, both especially on offense, but on defense too, because they've had um, pass rushers get hurt. Jalen Ramsey's hurt literally on. Um, I think if this team was 100% healthy, they truly would be a favorite coming into the playoffs. But... We'll ultimately see where that goes. Um, We will ultimately see where that goes. So moving on to the Browns and the Texans. Again, CJ Stroud is out, but we expect to see him come back, do that, being in concussion protocol. But the Joe Flacco story continues with a 36-22 victory. And here we go. I know he keeps the throwing interceptions, which you don't want to see, but the three touchdowns has been solid, especially Mari Cooper having a career game over 200 yards. <laughs> Look at this, everybody. 265 yards uh, receiving yards. I mean, that doesn't get any better than that, especially if you're playing in these high tense fantasy back, um, playoff matchups. It's some good stuff. The Texans really are proven that maybe they have overachieved now they're still on the hunt like especially with jacksonville collapsing i still think they could make a push especially with their trade of cj stroud he could submit his legendary rookie season by by play by playing really hard these last two weeks to try to get in the playoffs and get a home game for the afc south um but watch out for the colts in there as well but um 
regardless if the Colts, if the Texans don't make it for whatever reason, you got to at least be happy for the potential, potential they have. And they've been hurt. They've obviously have had injuries as well. But the Cleveland Browns, with Joe Flacco giving it all he's got before the end of before the end is near, I'm sure with this final special, um, what what would you call this this last hoorah, if you will? Um, he's keeping him in it, and obviously the Browns have the best defense in the league, um, giving up the least amount of yards, um, giving up the least amount of touchdowns, um, led by Miles Garrett, and then. Showing a competent quarterback in there with the rise of their tight end and Amari Cooper um, playing solid. They're running back by committee, even without Nick Chubb has been holding it down with Jerome Ford or Kareem Hunt. You have to be really excited for the Cleveland Browns. I mean, they're 10 and 5. They have a double digit winning season this year. How about that? And as long as this keeps making a push after that, I expect the Browns to be a very interesting team in the postseason. You watch out, and maybe we'll ultimately see if Joe Flacco was that final piece, and all you needed was a competent quarterback. Funny for the Jets, and they play each other on Thursday. They play each other tonight, Thursday night. Um, what they could have done if they just re-signed... Uh, what could they could have done if they re-signed... Um, if they re-signed Joe Flacco after the Aaron Rodgers injury. Sucks to suck, though. Oh, well. Okay, let's move on to the Lions and the Vikings. Man, talk about the team that looked so good at one point in the in the Minnesota Vikings. But they get knocked out of the playoff picture with the loss against Detroit, and Detroit clinches their first division title in 30 years. Feel-good story for the Detroit Lions. Good stuff there. But, um... Played so much better as of late. And unfortunately, Nick Mullins, despite 411 passing yards, wasn't able to lead the Viking lead the, the um lead the Vikings to victory. Though they were leading in the third quarter, KJ Osborne proving why he's um a, a, a reliable receiver. Um Justin Jefferson finally having a good game back after his injury. Jordan Atkinson is um having a great rookie season. But it didn't happen. It ultimately didn't happen because the Lions were able to hang on with their stellar offense. I mean, Montgomery and Jabir Gibbs now being one of the most entertaining running back committees in the entire National Football League. Um, Jared Goff proven why that he is a legit top 10 quarterback in the NFL this year. And... Ultimately, this could be a concern to watch out for if they give up as they've given up a lot of points in the Lions defense. But I do think when it comes when it comes to it, as long as they prevent the points they've been giving up, they've been given up a lot of points. I think the Lions might be taken at least a little more seriously compared to where they were a couple weeks ago after losing to Green Bay on Thanksgiving and all of that. Um entertaining divisional game. Division division game, and the Detroit Lions get the victory. Good stuff if you are a Detroit fan. I'm just worried about their defense giving up too many points. And then the Bucks and the Jags. Shouts to Baker Mayfield, man. He should be your comeback player of the year. No doubt. Another stellar game, this time against the Jacksonville Jaguars, who lost their fourth in a row now. Um, the Bucks winning their fourth in a row. And they're taking care of business at home 
with a score of 30 to 12. Um, let's look at this moment. Your Buccaneers are the fourth seed. It, they're, they're, I think they're my favorite to win this division. And they could definitely seal it with a big game against the New Orleans Saints uh, next week or this weekend. And if you're watching what Baker's doing with his legs, with his arm, with Mike Evans being at, looking so happy. Uh, we had a rejuvenated Chris Godwin as well, who's been played really well. Rashid White making some noise. Um, I think you have to be very excited for if you're a Buccaneers fan. They should seal this division with the win over New Orleans. And this is some good stuff. And on the contrary, with Jacksonville, and seemed after Trevor Lawrence's ankle injury with um, with uh, the receivers have having major receiver problems with the defense just looking a mess. Jacksonville is collapsing, and even if they're able to sneak, now they are in the playoffs at this moment. And let me tell you something: they lose Carolina this week. Then this season has turned into one of the biggest jokes, and that's why it's crucial. I, that's, so that's at least they have that advantage. But with Indianapolis and the Texas right behind them, you can't take it for granted. But you can't really feel confident with the with this Jacksonville team right now. And um, he's just been killed by injuries and just been inconsistent throughout the last four weeks. Um, I, I would say it's a major concern for Doug Peterson and his squad. And... I think there's a better chance that Indianapolis and Houston are the ones to win the division than Jacksonville. Bad stuff for the fans up there. Very bad stuff. And why don't we continue on with the Saints, who played the Rams on Thursday night, and they made a pitch. But Matthew Stafford stayed strong and keeping the playoff hopes alive for the um, Los Angeles Rams, who are in it at this moment. And they have a very big last two games to, if they want to uh make it in the wild card round now there are no they aren't going to be in the division this year they're not going to make it to the division this year and um they're not going to be in the division this year um sorry they are not going to win your division this year but what for what Sean McVay has been doing with the rise of Puka Nukura Puka Nuka with Cooper Cup returning and being um, the great veteran that he is, with Kieran Williams turning into one of the best running backs in the entire NFL this year, even being injured at, at the number he's been putting on, they're able to um, assure why they are a force to be reckoned with in the National Football League. The Texans... Um, Though they were able to salvage the win last week against the Giants, I just don't feel confident with this team, with Derek Carr being too inconsistent, with um, their defense clearly showing holes and being beatable. Um, I think this is uh, more of the Saints uh, making a miss, but it was definitely a winnable game, and they made a push at the end, but still too many questions for New Orleans. But I'm excited to see what the Rams do, and I hope that they can secure a playoff win. And, you know, if they do beat the Giants, Giants need to lose two these last two games to guarantee at least a top five pick. Maybe it won't be so bad.
So we will see where this all leads us. Now let's talk about the Seahawks and the Titans, right? All right, that was a game was entertaining as hell to watch. Gino Smith improving the playoff chances by beating the Titans. And um, you could thank this in the end with a Jordan Love interception. And they keep their playoff chances alive. Um, the Seahawks, who, though Geno Smith isn't having the stellar season he had last year, Still keeping the team focused and alive and um, playing very well defensively, too. And though the Tennessee Titans are definitely a weaker opponent, I still think that that what Gito Smith is pulling up with the Seahawks is very entertaining. Even though the running game's been here and there with Kenneth Walker and him having a hard time staying on the field, I think an improved defense with Seattle making some acquisitions, uh, Betcha Jabal Adams, and look, his replacement made the game-winning interception. Pretty good stuff right there. I think watch out for Seattle. Don't take it too lightly. They are in the playoffs at this moment. They play a Steelers team that is, you know, what I don't know what they are. I mean... The last few weeks, they looked like a joke, but Mason Rudolph kept keeping them into it. But we will ultimately see where this pans out. And uh, Seattle gets the victory. The Bills and the Chargers. Bills, very close game. But Josh Allen throws three touchdowns. And they escape almost... And they escape almost blowing that game against the Chargers. The Bills almost looked like... The Bills were not looking as good as they did in the past couple of weeks, but you could thank Josh Allen for putting up points early, but the the um, missing links on defense almost blew that game against Easton Stick and the Los Angeles Chargers. Now, I still think they're fine. If you look at the Bills, you are fine on offense. Josh Allen playing much to playing. Hasn't had the Madden curse hit him too hard yet. Um, Gabe Davis has been showing why he's probably the best slot receiver in the league, or at least one of the one of them. Uh, as long as Stephon Diggs and Josh Allen are having some weird beef right there, I think he's a valuable asset. Obviously, Dalton Kincaid is um, an up and coming tight end in this league. It's just the defense um, almost blowing this game against Los Angeles. Would have been a disaster. And though right now they're in the playoffs now, big game against New England. I'm I'm just gonna put it right here. The Bills wide up blowing this. It's gonna be the defense's fault, and we'll see what happens. But also they got something on offense they haven't had in the Josh Allen era, and it seems like an established running back in James Cook. I thought it was going to be last year in his rookie year, but his second year showed why he's pretty, pretty good and a tr- and helped them win the game against Dallas last week. Um, played five with 70 yards and 20 carry this week. But again, the Bills can score as many points, but it's the defense that will win them this deep playoff run. Um, watch out for the Bills and see if they blow it on offense or defense. I mean, we'll see if they blow it on defense. <laughs> All right. And then we had Drake Browning's streak end with a loss against the Pittsburgh Steelers on the road. Asen Rudolph coming back to form. 
haven't seen him in a while, but he gets the start last week and um, he came to play and keeps keeps Pittsburgh into it at this moment. Though I don't see the, t- the Steelers making the playoffs. They need a lot of help, but a nice solid win. Hopefully to, get to continue Mike Tomlin's above 500 streak can continue. And now finally seeing George Pickens besides all the beef that was going in with the meat, he, you know, see him not committing to plays. You see him quitting on plays, but it helps when you have two touchdowns in the game, which included an 86 yard touchdown. And, Especially knocking the Bengals out of some playoff contention as well. I don't see them making a push either. It's going to be very hard um, for both the Bengals and Steelers to make it. But definitely entertaining game throughout. And um, I'm sure there's just going to be a lot of questions. Steelers taking advantage of a Bengals team that have had a very tough year, especially without Burrow. And let's see how the last two weeks go with these two franchises. Packers and the Panthers with Jair Alexander coming in and um, getting the coin toss, getting suspended for it, which is a hilarious story, but almost blowing this game by the Panthers who made a rally at the end. And um, ultimately, Andrews Carlson, 32-yard field goal, sealed it for the Pack. What a weird year for the Packers. But Jordan Love, at least show it again why you could be, why it's safe to say that the Packers might have found a quarterback for the near future, despite losing this game, though. Um, the Panthers, to get in front of nobody, plays the Packers and um, play them tough. But I think if there's anything to get out of this game, it's just you got to be happy with Jordan Love. And as long as they can get some more weapons for him, they could get a premier receiver associated with him. I think the Jordan Love, Green Bay Packers era will be all right will be an all right one. So we will see what happens there, right? All right, almost done. Let me just see what I'm missing here. All right, one set. All right, we're back right now. Now, this game, what do I have to say about these two franchises who are going to pick high in the draft? The Bears did beat the Cardinals by a score of 27 to 16. And uh, Justin Fields, Justin Fields doing doing it right, running the ball, getting a throwing the ball. Um, it was just a good game if you were better. Maybe hopefully hit some prop some props with Khalil Herbert at Justin Fields. Um, maybe if you get got lucky with a Cole Cabet hundred plus yard receiving day, um, but there's not much to say with these two franchises. Who I reckon the Bears have had some interesting games this year. Um, the Cardinals just getting ready for a new era, but clearly going to pick a quarterback at the top of the draft. But excuse me, but the Bears win, the Cardinals lose, and. That's all I have to say about this. Not much to add here. Excuse me. And the final game of this 
of this week to discuss. And then I will go through some picks really quick. Um, the New England Patriots got a victory over the Denver Broncos. And they win by a score of 26 to 23 in what might possibly be the final game for Russell Wilson in a Broncos uniform. So in this, so before that, let me kick off with that news. It was reported earlier today that Russell Wilson will be benched going into the final two weeks of the year. His season is done. Um, despite playing really well at the end, and despite um, making strives and showing why he could at least stay as a starting quarterback in this league, ultimately this led to Russell Wilson getting benched. And the reason why, so let me just pull it up here. It looks like they're going to have an ugly breakup, you know, using the words of the New York Post, which is accurate. You know, they have this trade in the offseason two years ago, Seattle trades um, Russell Wilson to Denver and very interesting stuff there. But um, ultimately a disastrous year under Nate Hackett last year. And then um, this year having a bad start, lost six in a row at one point, then made a push in what they've started off with. Sorry, excuse me. Denver had a very rough start, the 70 spot. Um, and then we also see them make a push. They won five in a row again. Then they've gone one and four in their last three games. And um, despite getting traded in March 2022, get signing a $242 million contract extension after that, um, ultimately it looks like the Broncos are going to move on. So let me read this here from the New York Post. Russell Wilson's tenure with the Denver Broncos could be spiraling out towards the end. On Wednesday, the 35-year-old quarterback was jet. Well, excuse me. On Wednesday, the 35-year-old quarterback was benched for Jared Stidham. Was just two games remaining in the regular season, and um, with speculation mounting that about a possible Wilson and Broncos divorce, Sports Illustrated Albert Beer pointed out Wednesday that his deal will have cost Denver. $124 million for two years and $73 million more than they had offered, the, that they hadn't offered in the extension. And um, he will be owed $337 million in 2025. And it's guaranteed if he's on the roster by March 17th, 2024. So this March, and you know what? Business is business. Looks like they're going to cut him. And though they're going to pay him that guaranteed money, Ultimately, this should be better for their future. Russell Wilson, who has been a topic of discussion on the show often, we made clips. We pointed out how strange this guy is. We've pointed out how aggravating it is. He's been seeing he has become, um, despite you know playing stellar in Seattle despite winning a Super Bowl there and pretty much was seconds away from winning another one until the disastrous interception against the New England Patriots in Super Bowl 48. His uh, career has been, you know, up and down for a lack of a better word. And ultimately, we thought maybe there's a chance he would vitalize his career at Denver and the opposite happened. And it looks like Sean Payton's going to cut him. You know, when asked about why are you cutting him, he said, well, I can't cut, you know, five offensive linemen. Can't replace all of them. And Russell Wilson is the scapegoat here. 
Man's 35 years old. He's had a very good NFL career. Um, you could argue all day about if he's a Hall of Famer or not, but he's turned a lot of people off. He hasn't played well in the last few weeks, despite playing okay overall this year. I mean, he's played well enough for the Denver Broncos to have a pick in the middle of the first round. But yeah, they're just moving on. Looks like enough was enough. Um, I do think it's the right decision to move on. And, you know, when it comes to money, all these franchises have deep, deep pockets. And I think they're going to be okay. I think Sean Payton can develop a new quarterback and turn him into somebody who who's a franchise quarterback for 10 years. And this is definitely the class to experiment with it. So put your money on the Denver Broncos making a selection for a quarterback in the first or second round. Guarantee that. And we'll see if Russell Wilson will be on an NFL roster next year. I wouldn't be surprised if he's competing for a job somewhere else. But I don't think it'll be so easy for him to be a starter right away. And especially with all this stuff about teammates not liking him and being turned off by him, he has a long way to go to uh, try to salvage what's left and get a good reputation from a very difficult season. So the Russell Wilson era looks like it's coming to an end in Denver. And um, I'm sure people are very happy. Next to the Jets, the Denver Broncos have had the longest playoff list the longest streak without making the playoffs and i am sure with new ownership that they want to make that change russell wilson very interesting legacy the 30 for 30 about russell wilson is going to be very interesting in the next few years all right everybody so that's that you know the patriots suck i mean what's new um in this season Two more games to go for bill belichick and they're about to start a new era themselves but why don't we complete our conversation with our lock, upset, and game of the week? Let's make our picks for week 18 in the NFL. Sorry. Let's make our picks for week 17 in the NFL season. Your game of the week will be the Detroit Lions and the Dallas Cowboys playing a back-and-forth battle where a spread has not been released at this moment. Excuse me, there is. Denver, Dallas is opening at minus six. Dallas, as I mentioned, are the best team, arguably, on their own home turf. But I think with some momentum coming in with the Detroit Lions, I wouldn't be surprised if you would get an upset there. I think um, the running back by committee and Gibbs and Montgomery can put up some yardage, can do, play, play the ground and pound game, get into the right windows and make some noise during this game. I think this that's the secret here. The secondary for the Dallas Cowboys is arguably the best in the NFL. So the Lions should run the ball more. And when you have Jameer Gibbs and David Montgomery being one of the best duos at the running back position, that's how you... Excuse me. That's how you get this vic. That's how you get this victory. Give me plus six for the Detroit Lions, and that will be a stellar game on Saturday night. Then um, December thirty first, we have some interesting games here. As I said, that's gonna be your game of the week, your lock of the week on my birthday, my twenty ninth birthday. How about that, everybody? Um, how about that? So I think your lock of the week is um the Philadelphia Eagles taking care of the Arizona Cardinals minus 10 and a half 
And they weren't able to close the 14 point spread against the Giants. I think they're tired of being looking like a mess. I think a good, a very weak Cardinals team is a game that they will take advantage of the opportunity, make a push to make a push to have them go on their asses. And I think um, the Eagles will easily the lock there can easily cover the 10 and a half points against Arizona where, I mean, they're nothing. They're nothing. And um, I think uh, the Eagles will get that victory there. And our upset of the week, you know, you can argue the game of the week will be an upset. I said here with Detroit winning, and I will say it's a risky one, but um, I do think Detroit can get a nice victory an upset. But what I'm choosing as your upset of the week here. Um, give me the Carolina Panthers upsetting the Jacksonville Jaguars, getting them to 500, giving them their fifth loss. And by the way, it would be plus six and a half for Carolina. I say give Carolina the victory on this one. Um, they have been playing better. I even though Bryce Young looks like a mess. I think with a beat up and destroyed Jacksonville team, even though they're going to be at home, I wouldn't be surprised if the Carolina Panthers cover the spread. Even if you have to just give it to Thielen, if Chubba Hubbard will um, get some yards there, I would like to see the Carolina Panthers upsetting the Jacksonville Jaguars. And that will complete week 17's Oh, sorry, that will complete week 16's coverage of the National Football League on this show. We will be back on Wednesday. Um, we're gonna talk, we're gonna be back on Wednesday for the first show of 2024, covering week 17 of the NFL. And then um, we'll make our picks for week 18 and we'll go from there. So that'll complete that. I just wanna Remind you to like and subscribe to the Productive Conversations podcast on all podcasts and platforms and YouTube. And don't forget to check out exclusive content regarding the show across all social media platforms. We're on Instagram at Productive Conversations Podcast, X and Twitter at Prodcombo Pod, Rock TikTok at Productive Conversations, and Facebook at Productive Conversations. So we are back tomorrow with our 300th episode. Friday, December 29th, 2023 will be the 300th episode of this podcast. I will give my thanks and praises during that show. But as we are about to close on on episode 299, I want to thank you all for supporting us during our journey to get to this far. And we will celebrate on Friday with a very fun timeline show and talking about the entire year that 2023 was. We're very thankful for your support. We have some very big things coming in 2024. I've been making some calls. I've been on some meetings. So um, get ready. So I have to say get ready. And yeah, that will um, be very special. And we just hope to double our audience, get some sponsorships for the first time, be inter more interactive, do extra content, and grow this brand that is known as the Productive Conversations Podcast. So there are some great times ahead. I want to thank Dolo Renick and Alex Hastings for what he does behind the scenes. And I want to thank you, the greatest fans and listeners in the world, for always supporting us no matter what and being the very fit, best fan base a podcast for, can ask for. We are very blessed. My name is Matt Brown. I am the host of the Productive Conversations podcast. I'll be seeing you tomorrow to celebrate episode 300. All right, everybody, have a great rest of your day, and sayonara. Peace!
All she needed was some. All she needed was some.